Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football done right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and the history of the National Football League. Let's welcome back to the show. It's been a while. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. He is Michael Lombardi. Michael, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us again here on The Fan. It's always good to be here. Thank you so much. All right. Now, uh, we look at the – you talk about the history of football, and we can get in the lists and ratings and uh, the Belichicks and the Lombardis, the Unitas, the Montanas. Uh, Joe Montana himself said that if Dan Marino played in today's NFL, forget about Mahomes, forget about this guy, that guy. Marino would be the guy. You've been around football for a long time. Do we tend to forget that Dan Marino was a really, really good football player? No, I don't. But, uh, you know, one of the things about what Dan would have been able to do in this era is nobody would have been able to touch him. I mean, he could have had a clean pocket. I mean, you know, Dan started in 83, and, you know, we were still hitting quarterbacks in 83. And, you know, it was still – you could take a step, and, you know, they weren't as protected as they are today. I think we lose sight of this. We get so caught up in movement by the quarterback. Oh, he runs around, he makes plays. You know, sometimes the best quarterbacks are quick-minded, not quick-footed. And Dan's release, his accuracy, his anticipation, his instincts were at an elite level. I mean, the same thing you could say for Johnny Unitas. Unitas was at an elite level. I mean, but every time he got up off the ground after he threw a pass, he had to spit out blood because he hit every time. <laughs> Straighten his nose out or whatever it was. Hey, Mike, was Bill Walsh, you know, the only coach or maybe the one that started filming all the installations or had others done that prior to? I think he was the first one, Benny, that did that. You know, he wanted to be able the players to remember when I was at the Niners, uh, we didn't really, we just were moving into the video component. We were still on 16 millimeter tape. So it was too expensive to film practice uh, meetings, right? It, you know, we used to have, this is how old it was, but we would have our, our, our ph- photographer, Walt Porup, he lived over in Berkeley. He would film practice get in Redwood City, get in his car, drive to Berkeley. Roy Gilbert would go pick up the tape and bring it back. I mean, 
with traffic and everything. That was a four-hour event. So it was hard. But when we moved into video, that's when Neil Dolan and they set up the mm -hmm. camera inside the building at 7-Eleven Nevada Street, which I'm sure they continued over at the new facility that you were in. Hey, uh, I don't know. Hey, Bob, you'd like this about Neil Dolan. He had like a nervous twitch, uh, and he would always pull the hair out of the side of his head. It was gone. It was rubbed <laughs> raw. Did, was he doing that then, Mike? No, he didn't really have that then, Vinny. That's, I mean, that's news to me. I didn't know that then. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was kind of like a professor. He was oh, very yeah. quiet, and he did a lot of things for Coach Walsh that Walsh wanted. I wasn't sure he was a coach or an executive. Now, give me a Bill Walsh story that when you were there. I got so many of them. I mean, it was just, to me, you know, he was remarkable in the sense that he knew he could instantly see talent. He could instantly understand that, you know, he never panicked. He he knew how to coach. He knew how to lead the team. I think the team was really uh, different in the sense that uh, they were tougher than people think. Most of these guys from the West Coast trees, I don't think they're tough enough. But he made me sit next to Bubba Paris. And because Bubba couldn't lose weight, he got frustrated. So he said, you sit with Bubba and write down everything he eats, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I did. And Bubba wasn't losing any weight. And they started to blame me, thinking I was trying to take from Bubba. I was taking money from Bubba because I wasn't making any money. They said, oh, you, you sure you're not taking money from Bubba? And I said, no, I'm not. And then we find out Bubba was sneaking out going to the pizza parlors at night because the pizza guy came in after Bill complained about Bubba not losing weight. It was in the, same, it was in the Rockland paper. And the pizza guy comes in and says, I know why he's not losing weight. He orders two pies at my place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, now, when you watched the uh, Ravens the other night, you know, or the other day, um, new offense, and, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about the offensive line. But to me, uh, after watching the film and stuff, seems to me Lamar's holding the ball a little bit too long. Yeah, I, I, you know, Vinny, I, I go back and forth on all this all the time. And I'm not a coach, nor am I an offensive guy. I heard all about the Munkin offense. But what I do know is I know when I see something that works. And when they had Andrews and when they had Hayden Hurst, and, when, and I know numbers, and when you throw the ball in the middle of the field, Lamar's a better player. Mm. And they didn't have Andrews last week. And so I don't care about what offense Munkin brings in. To me, where Lamar is at his best, whether it was at Louisville or whether it's at the Ravens when he was the MVP – he threw the ball inside the numbers, and he needs tight ends and big receivers to do that. And I think Lamar can have more success under center than he can have always in shotgun. For me, Lamar isn't a shotgun quarterback because Lamar is so dangerous with his feet. The only play in football, the only play in football that the quarterback blocks anybody is on a boot or a naked. It's the only play. Somebody has to go out there with him every single time, whether he has the ball or not, because you're not sure he doesn't have the ball. And that eliminates all this nonsense of, oh, they're in an eight-man box. They're in an eight-man box. No, he takes a guy with them. So everything that the Ravens have done that I've seen around Lamar, I don't necessarily agree with philosophically because I think they see Lamar differently than I do. And maybe they're right. But I know when he was his best, they were throwing the ball in the middle of the field. They had two tight ends that were really the difference in their team. Now, uh, Mike, what Watson – you know, I mean, because to me, the biggest question in the AFC North is which Watson are we getting? The one, you know, back who played at Houston or the one that played last year? What have you seen thus far? Well, last week was really hard because the weather was coming sideways. 
and the ball was slipping out of both quarterbacks' hands. It was a problem for Burrow. He threw for 82 yards, and it was a problem for Watson. But I thought Watson started to get a little rhythm. You know, he had a good quarterback run. He ran a kind of a draw lead, you know, that he had in there. And you could see it was in the game a little bit, you know. And they're trying to use Elijah Moore, but it was an ugly weather-wise game with the way the balls were and the field was. I I expect him to be better. I really do. I think he's going to continue. I think this Raven, I think this Browns team's really good. They're good defensively. Yes. Look, and you know, if the Ravens don't get healthy, I mean, again, Ronnie Stanley's hurt. I mean, that happens all the time. Lindstrom, one of their best players, is hurt. You know, and then they lose Dobbins. So it's two offensive linemen in their back, and then the back end of their defense. I mean, teams can throw the football, and if you can protect, I mean, they were fortunate they're going against a rookie quarterback last week because had they played, had they played. You know, or passer. I mean, look, let's face it. Stroud had two drives over 10 yards. Now, they resulted in field goals, but you can move the ball. This isn't a dominating defense, so they need their offense to kind of set the stage and play from in front, and that's going to take a little bit of time as they sort through these injuries. Michael Lombardi joining us. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. The book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches and players and the history of the NFL. Mike's going to talk about that here in a couple of seconds. But let's get to the AFC East quarterbacks that aren't Aaron Rodgers. Devastating injury. We all saw it happen, Michael, on Monday Night Football. But the tale of two others, Josh Allen turnovers. Tua Tonga Viola putting up big numbers. Your impressions of those two. Has the turn of events over the weekend given Miami the advantage in the East? And why has Josh Allen been very giving to the other team going back to last year? It's been really kind of surprising. I think he tries to do way too much, Josh Allen. And he tries to force the ball. And he has this mentality that no one can tackle him. And he's got to make the play. They play with no rhythm or no symmetry within their offense. And it's challenging. You know, because they, they, they don't play with power. They don't have a run game that they lead with. He's their best runner. He's the guy that – and then he starts moving around, and when he starts moving around, it can be a good play and it can be a bad play. So they got to get him into where he's buying into what they're doing offensively, and that hasn't been the case the last couple – the last two years. I mean, last year opening day in Los Angeles, he turned the ball over four times. I mean, this is nothing. This has been going on. He turned the ball over this summer. I mean, this is like everybody thinks it's a revelation. It's not. I mean, he's one of the highest interception percentage guys in the league. I mean, look, Miami's great if it's a seven-on-seven game the way the Chargers played them. I mean, if you look at that tape, Tua, when he was throwing, there was nobody around him. He had the, the pocket was as clean as a seven-on-seven, maybe cleaner than a seven-on-seven. You know, I don't know what the Chargers were doing. They kept rushing from the outside, and they always had two guys pass the quarterback, and they let Tyreek Hill have a free release down the field. Look, there's, he is the best receiver in football. I don't care what anybody says. Like, nobody can take him out of the game. He's unbelievably fast, and he's got great hands. So uh, their defense couldn't slow anybody down. And I don't know, sometimes Justin Herbert frustrates me. He has too many bad plays during a game. He had a bad play when they had a chance to take the game over in the third quarter, and it didn't happen. And in the fourth quarter, he has an intentional grounding play that kills the team. So, uh, you know, I I think Miami's defense has to get a lot better. And New England, if you watch that tape closely, and look, everybody's going to call me a New England homer, and I'll I'll take great pride in being called that. But since week six of the 2021 season, that's the lowest output the Eagles had offensively, 251 yards. They played them really well. 
Now, you know, we're going to go watch an Eagle game on Thursday night, and they're going to tell us on Thursday night TV that Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack, hasn't given up a pressure since Lincoln was president. But if you watch that tape, he gave up a couple pressures in that game, if you're honest. And they did a good job of rushing Hurts, controlling the rush. They just did not play well offensively. They had a chance to win that game, and it wasn't that the Eagles stopped them. They stopped themselves. So that was a fun tape to watch when you really study it. Michael Lombardi, three-time Super Bowl champion. Tell us about the book, Football Done Right. Well, the book's about the coaching trees. It's about the people that made the game, you know, the coaches, the Paul Browns, the Sid Gilmans, the people that I, that I learned about through the people that I worked for, whether it was Belichick Walsh or Al Davis. And then it's also about, you know, how to grade a coach. You know, Marty Schottenheimer's eighth on the all-time list of winning as coaches. There's only eight men in the world that have won 200 regular season games. He's eighth on the list with a 61% winning percentage. He can't get in the Hall of Fame. Cannot get a sniff. They got guys that are well behind him are in the Hall of Fame. And I think there needs to be a criteria for the coaches to get in the Hall of Fame because it's too subjective. You know, if you go to – we view Banks one game over 500, and he's in the Hall of Fame, but he won a Super Bowl. So that gives him that. George Allen, you know, a 71% winning percentage, but he did, went to a Super Bowl. But he's in the Hall of Fame. And Schottenheimer and Dan Reeves, Mike Holmgren, Mike Shanahan, those guys are. They won Super Bowls. So I think there needs to be that. And then I talk about the, 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 te- the, the power of television – what Howard Cosell did for the sport, what Brett Musburger did, how drafts are often made, how great teams often fall short. And then I talk about the uh, trades, how trades often come about. And then I rank the top 100 players and try to tell a story about how they would play today if they were playing. I know we're pressed for time, but real quick, you mentioned Cosell. Gifford and Meredith are in the Hall of Fame as broadcasters. They're in, a, you know, Gifford's in as a player, but Cosell isn't, and he was arguably the biggest of the three. One of the iconic trio, the most iconic broadcasting trio never, ever, and never won a Roselle Award. And, right, and he made Monday Night Football. He made it. It was his. It wasn't Meredith. It was his. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 